welcome to Shark Dropper. My name is Kyle, and no Robert and John on this episode. Um, they couldn't record this week. Or, yeah, they just couldn't record. That's that's my fucking story, and I'm sticking to it. So, um, no Robert, no John, just me. What's, what's a boy to do? Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. When we started Shark Dropper, Robert and I and John, we all thought that it would be sort of a what's happening in the Shark Dropper network. So there's been some goings on in the Shark Dropper network. We actually added two new people, two new voices to the network. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to get both of them on at the same time, kind of introduce this audience to those two guys and, you know, what's happening right now in Shark Dropper. So at this time, I'd like to welcome uh, Derek Shorpel. He does the Oversell podcast and he's now featured on the Shark Dropper network. Uh, welcome, Derek. Woo! Is that is that your? Is that are you doing? Just slapping myself because I'm so excited to be on this show. Are you doing Ric Flair? Is that what you're doing? Woo! Well, that's pretty good because uh, Derek does a the Oversell podcast is for those that aren't wrestling fans and for those that don't pick up on the the little the little hint there. Uh, his, his podcast is about wrestling, not just the WWE, but uh, wrestling in general, right? Pro wrestling, man. Um... You know, there's that's the stigma that's attached to professional wrestling right now is that there is only the WWE. But if you go out and watch, there's a company called New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is doing some phenomenal work. And it's more about the sport of professional wrestling other than the soap opera to it. Uh, there's Ring of Honor, which is doing a great stuff. They do a lot of work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's Pro Wrestling Gorilla out there in California, which is like the punk rock of professional wrestling. And then there's your, no, you, you've always got your local shows and, Memphis was always a hotbed of professional wrestling, so it's not just the WWE, and that stigma can get kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, like even over here in Florida, did you uh, NXT? I think we I have, love NXT. We have that as well, and yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry, I don't know anything about that, but you know about that. So if anybody else knows about that, then the Oversoul Podcast is where you need to go. That's right, man, and we also like to. Um, reach out to independent wrestlers and get them on our show just to get our word out through them and their word out through us. This past week, we had a young lady named Stormy Sloan who is uh, does a lot of work out of Orlando, Florida, and it turns out she's actually coming up to Tennessee this week to do a lot of shows. You know, we've gotten to talk to Leva Bates, who is big in the independent scene. She's wrestled for NXT a bunch of times. Her name in there is Blue Pants. That's not a joke. It's that she, is, she wears blue pants, and they literally call her Blue Pants. And she has this awesome theme song of, some dude just singing the Price is Right theme song. Wait, wait, wait. That's her entrance thing? Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm looking that shit up. <laughs> Let's see. Blue Pants Trinitron, Blue Pants theme song. Blue Pants theme song. And it's called Blue? Is that what it is? I guess. Is this what? Is this it? What? Is this it? That's it. That's it. What? So, what is happening? She's she is what's called um, when they bring her into NXT. She's what's called an enhancement talent, and she's there to make um, another wrestler just look really good. You know, put them over, sell, sell, sells what she does. Jobber, right? She's a jobber. Is that what that's called? That's the old school term for it. Now they call it enhancement talent because they're enhancing matches and stuff like that. But. What's funny is she comes in and she's an enhancement talent, but people are starting to chant. I mean, Triple H was amazed because she was getting a blue pants chant when she first came out. And 
it shows how smart the crowds are because I think they're also chanting like happy birthday and stuff like that. And Dude, her gimmick outside of NXT is basically she's a cosplayer. She comes out, she's done Harley Quinn. Really? Uh, uh, what's the Fallout? She's done the Fallout Vault character. She's done all sorts of crazy characters. Um, yeah. it's, re- it's really funny to watch. Blue pants, cool. So you can you can hear that. I guess you got her on. So yes, we had her on. We've had um, future WWE uh, talent. Yeah, she's uh, she's awesome. Um, we also had on a lady that's wrestled for NXT named um, Andrea. She's now the Amazon Andrea, and she wrestled for TNA, which is another big company as Rosie Lotta Love. She's kind of a big lady, and that was her gimmick. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And so I, I'm, not even, I'm not Go even I'm not even really a big wrestling fan anymore, but I find myself listening to your podcast because it's you can you sort of relate it to the everyman, and you can kind of, the way you talk about it, everybody can understand it, and you know, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to hear your excitement for it. You know, it's just, I've been watching wrestling since I'm, I was five years old. I turned 35 this year, so close to 30 years I've been watching wrestling. And, you know, if you, if I, I would love for someone to, someone to invent a time machine so I can go back and watch some more of the Memphis stuff like Andy Kaufman. I mean, we really were the hotbed of professional wrestling. And, you were. And uh, we never had a professional sports team. So at the ah. Mid-South Coliseum, which is where these venues happen, I think they would average about – 8,500 people for a show mm-hmm. a week every Monday night. It was before Monday Night Raw. So, you know, in Memphis, we didn't have pro sports, so we had pro wrestling and we had college basketball. You guys are the OGs. I mean, yeah. I, you, and I will debate you to the day if you do not call Memphis the best territory back in the day. Back in the day. What do you think the best territory is now? Well, WWE is your big boy. I mean, it's you, not in the, the territories are really Tampa's there's no such huge. Thing as territories anymore. Yeah. I guess in terms of just like live shows, yeah. Uh, you know, you got um, Evolve, which is down there in Florida, and you got NXT in Florida. So I guess Florida would probably Florida be. Florida represents. That's right, and you got in California with PWG. You know, like I said, they're like the punk rock of wrestling, and they have these crazy shows. They have Joey Ryan out there doing. If you haven't look up Joey Ryan, he does this move where he makes a dude grab his dick. Wrenches on it and then does makes him do a flip through his <laughs> through his cock. I don't know, but this Joey Ryan, he's a sleaze ball type thing, and it, it fits his character. But I'm I'm not a fan of it. Well, look, if you're a wrestling fan, I would highly recommend your podcast. You always seem to have a, a, a guest on. Uh, you know, well beyond the just the WWE. You know, well beyond that. So, I mean, it's it's a show for what? What did you call it? Supermarks? Is a supermark show? Um, you know, I, I, I tried, I would think we're a show for everybody uh, from a casual fan to the smartest of marks. I like that. So, oh, smart marks. Ah, I like that. I yeah, like that term. There's, you got casual fans, marks and smart marks. I huh? love wrestling terms. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Man, it's, it's fun to learn them. Um, heat, there's heat, there's uh shoot, there's a uh, work, a work, the kayfabe. Yep. I, if I understand correctly. Kayfabe is like the overarching thing, you know. It's it's basically character. Yeah, kayfabe is staying in character. From what I've learned, like um, here's what I've learned. There's a guy. Um, he's a professional. He's a professional wrestling legend by the name of Bob Backlund, and he's actually back in the WWE being a life coach for a wrestler. And this guy was in the supermarket, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm glad to see you're back." You know, blah blah blah. And 
stay, he stayed in character. He's like, I didn't come back for the WWE. I came back to make Darren Young great and stayed in character the whole time. Awesome. And it's, yeah, you never hear about that anymore. You always see the, you know, the first time I ever saw two bad guys or a bad guy and a good guy hanging out. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Broke your mind. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to, we used to have a Channel 5 wrestling, which was uh, every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. My dad actually hosted it because he was a big, he had a radio sports radio show here in Memphis. And I got to go backstage afterwards. And it was like the biggest eye-opening thing. Like, wait a minute, Sid Vicious is right next to Brian Christopher. And he just super kicked him. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that shock of like there was one time I saw a kind of uh, like a, a shit poke wrestling show. I think actually the the Road Warriors were in this this. Uh, I think it was like the AW something. AWA. AWA, and it was in I think it was in Orlando somewhere out there, and they they actually paid us. They paid us fifty bucks to show up for the day. They they filmed a couple of uh, of events there. There was a couple of title shots. But I just remember, like, the the most jarring moment for me was I just saw a dude get destroyed in the ring. And I'm in the stands, and I look back, and he's sitting on a bench eating Chinese food. Like, yeah, there's fucking nothing's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You that, you just you should be in the hospital. You, did you eat, was he eating General Sal's chicken or something he like might, that? I, I just remember, like, watching him there in his, like, pants and everything with no shirt on, just kind of, like, eating Chinese food. Hey, Mugu Guy Pan has a special uh, quality in it that makes you heal quicker. It does. It does. <laughs> All right. So we have another guest on the show, uh, and he's also new to the Shark Dropper Network. Uh, you can hear him on the Word of the Bay podcast, which I am on, and Nicholas is on, and Jonathan's also on. Uh, he is the, the third voice, the the very much needed third voice that on Word of the Bay that we like to have. So I'd like to now welcome Anthony to the podcast. Welcome, sir. What's up, guys? Not much. How you doing? Good. I, Good. Uh, we got into yeah. a lot of wrestling talk without you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> sorry if I took off. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to take no. it over there. Listen, you have a lot more to, to bring to this network than I do, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I'm going to say this um, before we get into things real quick. Word of the Bay turned me into a Lightning fan because, you guys, I, I wouldn't know anything about hot professional hockey or the Lightning without listening to this podcast, and I love it. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah, Anthony's the. I first met Anthony as like a huge Lightning fan, and uh, he sort of adds that sort of a he's he adds that voice. He fills in for my lack of knowledge in hockey, and <laughs> um, well, you're learning, man. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm getting. You're getting it. there. I've never been. Hockey's never been my number one. It's always it's always kind of taking a backseat to baseball and football for me. But uh, you know I'm getting there, and and so it's it's good to have him around for that, and also just to have that third Homer voice, the third Tampa Bay Homer voice, because it's it's rare these days I found to find a, a three sport guy in Tampa who's a fan of the Rays, Bucks, and Lightning. Yep. Well, I never saw any reason to be a fan of anybody else. Exactly. I mean, Fuck. we have the teams here. Why would you go somewhere else? Right. Yep. So, Derek. A shoot is that like when, that's that's shoot when it's when shit gets real, you, right? Yeah, it's when it's it's that dude. Like if someone says, "Man, that guy's an asshole and he owes me money" or something like that, typically that's that's what brings out a shoot interview. Awesome. <laughs> and then, so okay, I said jobber. Jobber is a guy who's just it's his job to put somebody over. Like he just yeah, loses, loses matches. He wants, 
he wants the guy he's facing to look like a thousand bucks. The, and there's two famous jobbers of all time. Uh, oh man, I and I forget one of their the names. Brooklyn the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, that guy. And there was uh, Barry. Oh, I'll think of it later. Uh, but he was also a big uh, jobber guy. I got a question for you, Derek. Okay. In your personal opinion, and you know, you can you can bring up numbers and all that, but in, with you, how you feel about it, do you think that WWE is heading in the right direction these days? These days, they brought in so much good talent, and yeah. the arrow is pointing up. And some of my favorites right now are there's a guy named Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is everything you want in a wrestler. He's a big dude, but for his size, he's an he he's agile. He hits moon salts. You know, he hits a good senton bomb. He also has an awesome power bomb. And plus, he's a great guy on the mic. And he's one of the only guys in the WWE right now that actually, as a bad guy, can get heat, which means booze. Oh, yeah, you know, shit. He's Seth like a Rollins. Big, he's a big guy, guy. too. Yeah. He, oh, dude. He's, he, you know, he's he's not the uh, most fit looking guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting fucking you, Matt Hardy right here. And he's a big dude. He's got the cardio. And he's on the mic, and he, he's a great wrestler. You know, you got Cesaro. Um, they're bringing in – they're starting to bring in talent from the world. They brought in AJ Styles, and AJ Styles is probably one of the best wrestlers in this world. He's won TNA title. He's won an ROH title, I believe, and he's also won the New Japan Pro Wrestling IGWP title, or IWGP title, which is International Wrestling Grand Prix, which is like the big title over in Japan. And if you can win that over Japan as a gaijin or uh, or a foreign wrestler over there, that you, means you're something great in the world. So, so WWE, I think it's – Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, yes. So, yeah. Long story <laughs> short, yes. So, so it seems like to me that they're they're focusing more on talent these days and less on, I don't know, storylines per se, well, maybe. Here's the, here's, here's the problem with what Vince McMahon does with the WWE. He thinks that there's only going to be one huge superstar. And if you look throughout the company, they've only had always had one guy at the top, you know, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold. Fucking Stone Cold, you know, they were kind of the both big guys around their era. Uh, now it's a guy named Roman Reigns. People are booing him out of buildings because he's being shoved down people's throat. Now what Vincent Mann needs to realize is he needs to look at a company, which is another company I meant to bring up, but it's called Lucha Underground. Have you guys heard of Lucha Underground? I have in passing. Only through you. <laughs> Lucha Underground is produced by Robert Rodriguez. It's in the on the El Rey Network. Oh shit! It, yeah, and it's incredible. Wait, the guy that did Spy Kids. Yeah, that, or yeah, um, he did Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah I yeah, yeah. think any movie they did, of course. But yeah. <laughs> he, he is the producer for um, Lucha Underground, so it's a lot more. Uh, they. They run in, It actually runs in seasons, not like the WWE that does year-round, but it actually has season one, season two. They're in season two right now. And the storytelling throughout Lucha Underground is incredible. And everyone is a star in Lucha Underground. There's not just one top guy. There's a champion, but there's other stars. And Vince McMahon needs to learn something from that and create other stars instead of one invincible guy at the top. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm look, I'm no, no, I, lo- I love it because I, I know – jack shit about wrestling these, <laughs> these days so i'm watching the a match uh aj styles versus kevin owens uh bank qualifier from raw this past week for yeah. and that was for a or either this week or last week and it was for a qualifying match in money in the bank and for those who don't know the money in the bank is a ladder match um the point of the match is usually there's six or seven guys in it 
and whoever gets climbs the ladder, pulls down the briefcase, will get a, can get a title shot whenever they want it. So let's say your opponent was in a Hell in a Cell match and he's literally – barely able to stand on his feet where you can come in, cash in that briefcase and get a world title shot. This is this guy. I like this guy. Which one? AJ Styles? Fucking, uh, no, Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, dude. Kevin Owens is great. Man. He's a big boy. And he's jumping off the top turnbuckle. Doing I remember stuff. when, I remember when edge did that to John Cena back when I <laughs> yeah. watched came in, and it, John Cena just did like a big match in a pay-per-view and edge just came out and was here's the briefcase taking your belt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's great to set up for a guy that you don't like. And it makes them look like the ultimate heel that can't win the belt without being shady. Everybody so, hated Edge. Every Edge was a great heel, man. Yeah. He knew. And what's funny is, like, you know, as much, much as we booed or anything like that, when he went backstage, he probably had a big smile on his face. Like, did you see that effect I just had on that crowd? Yeah. yeah. Edge was the man. Oh, man, right on the stairs. Oh, shit. The, oh, man telling you dude miss this. I, this is why i have faith in the wwe they have that they're starting to get the talent now vince just has to get around away from his old one guy at the top deal yeah well it wasn't like that in the rire but like you like you said it was stone cold it was the rock it was triple h it was a lot of dudes well and the difference between now and then is you had competition yeah you had monday night nitro which people were still flipping back and forth because of the nwo and what they had going on oh uh, man i want i want that <laughs> Didn't days. something happen with SmackDown this week? Uh, yeah, that's big news in the WWE. Um, there's going to, they're going to be doing a, what's called a brand split. Oh, really? is, yeah, SmackDown is going for it was a tape. It was taped on Tuesday, and then they play it back on Thursday. That way they can put edits in and stuff like that. Well, SmackDown is now moving to a live show on Tuesday nights. So you're going to have Raw for three hours live on Monday, SmackDown live on Tuesday. Now, what else they're going to do with this? What's this brand split? Is they're going to have a draft. So you're gonna each show will have a distinct roster, and you know. So you, if you want to see a certain guy, you're gonna have to watch a certain show. Right. That, oh, they used to do that. Yeah, I, I remember it. I stopped watching wrestling a long time ago, though, so I'm way out of like who the current guys are and all that kind <laughs> Me of stuff. Me too. I, I'm this. I'm that way with SmackDown. I've just never been able to watch SmackDown, but now that now it's live, maybe I'm I'm, I'm gonna have to give it give it a shot. Really? You never used to watch SmackDown? Yeah, it's it's always been considered the B show, and even when they did the brand split, you know, Raw had I think the more exciting roster at the time. Yeah, I guess you're right. I remember Raw always being better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SmackDown I mean, was kind of the redheaded stepchild. Well, for a while there, they would put the guys that um, you know weren't really ready to be on Raw on SmackDown just to get them in front of a camera. Hmm. Right. Okay. So. Hmm. Now that being said, they also had like Kurt Angle on SmackDown, and The Rock was on SmackDown for a bit. And I remember Kurt Angle very Kurt clearly. Angle, dude. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> awesome. I've got an autographed picture of him on my wall behind me. Do you guys know the three eyes? Uh, intensity, integrity, and intelligence. Oh shit! With the three eyes. Come on, man, dude. I got... on, you should have known that he was going to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was tr- I was sitting here trying to think of him as well. I was like, what are the three eyes? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, it, wrestling is just an art form. You know, that's what I love about it. It's uh, it's storytelling, but yet it's, you know, these guys that go in the ring and they give their body for entertainment, you know, crashing he, through tables, taking a bump. You know, just taking one bump is, if you ask Dan, who's one of the co-hosts on our show, he was a professional wrestler for six or seven years. And taking one of those bumps, which a bump is when someone hits you, your back hits the mat, just taking one of those is equivalent to a car crash. <laughs> God yeah. damn. 
Yeah, it doesn't look fun. It's yeah. never looked fun to me. Even when I found out it was fake, I was still like, man, they, well, this guy's still hurting. Yeah, like, and, <laughs> you know, the fake is going to bring a whole other argument because, you know, it, it's just it, it, the result of the violence is real. Now, yeah. they're actually they're throwing punches. They're throwing um, forearms. There, there's a match you need to watch from Wrestle Kingdom 10 where it was a guy named Tamahiro Ishii versus Katsuyori Shibata. These guys, were they have something in wrestling called strong style. And that's when you add a little bit more to a punch or a kick. And these guys, this was the match that was nothing but strong style. These guys were throwing forearm shots to the neck that looked like they hurt. They were kicking each other in the back, and you could hear the smack throughout the arena. I mean, it's that was Ishii versus Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom 10. Awesome match. God damn. Dude. Kyle's trying to look that up right now and he's having trouble spelling it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. I'll send you a link, Kyle. It, it's, you know, New Japan is just, it, it, I've, I've recently gotten into it. And right now they're doing their battle, the Super Juniors, which is all their super junior heavyweights. It's a big tournament they have. And they've got some really talented guys. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Yeah. The, and uh, for those that want to give it a shot, they have uh, what's called New Japan World. It's about it's nine hundred ninety nine yen, which comes out to about eight and a half bucks U.S. Why the fuck? It. Why is that? Why is it like a thousand yen equals uh, what ten bucks? Yeah, because we're America and we're better. That's why. Yeah. Why not make that? Like I don't understand. Th- why would you want to say a thousand of something? Why not just make that ten? Well, the. Uh, who knows, man? I, I don't know, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense to me. I I need a thousand of that. Like, okay, like why? Why? Why such a huge number? I guess. I mean, it makes you remember that episode of Top Gear in Vietnam? No, what was that? They gave, them, they gave them like a million or whatever their currency is. Like, man, we get to we're gonna get to buy a nice car, and they couldn't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> they ended up having to buy mopeds. Did you see <laughs> the new the new cast of Top Gear? I haven't even watched it since they left. I guess the no, well, it's like the it's premiering like pretty soon. Oh, you mean their new show? Yeah, no, not not their new show, but like the new cast of Top Gear. Oh, uh, isn't like Matthew LeBlanc or something? It's like Matt that? LeBlanc, Chris Evans, who is like not the Chris Evans everybody's thinking, yeah, but not Captain yeah. yeah, but like another dude, and it, like I saw a preview for it, it looked. It looked pretty okay. Like, I didn't think it looked too bad. It'd just be hard for me to watch it without Clarkson and Hammond and May. That's the issue with it. It's like, they just brought something so unique to that show. They did. And, uh, like, I, I remember that episode. Like, I'll never, like, this is the funniest fucking episode I've ever seen, which is where they all went camping. And oh, yeah. And Clarkson had the big, like, the big, tall camper thing. And every time, like, oh, yeah. every time he'd be driving, he'd be like, oh! Because <laughs> it was sweat. Yeah, they turned their cars into campers, and he made like a two-story one. And he's just swaying in the wind as he's going yeah. down the highway. <laughs> and he's like, you, you hear him like, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's like radioing to the guys behind him, like, how's it looking? And they're just like laughing through the radio <laughs> at him. <laughs> That's the best part of that show. And I think that like this, the new cast that they're doing is going to be like they're trying to capitalize on that. They're trying to. Oh, cap- totally. They're yeah. gonna get like a season out of it make the rest of the money and then that'll be it probably whatever happened to the show what was the show with jesse james where he would american chopper no monster garage oh monster, monster garage oh yeah monster. that was monster. my shit you know i was watching junkyard wars the other day 
that is like the most convenient show I've ever seen because they'll be like, we need this engine for this certain plane, and they'll like remove a tarp and like, oh my god, there it is, right in the middle <laughs> of the <laughs> That reminds me. That's like uh, uh, another sh- uh, the um, storage wars. Where it's, oh, <laughs> where it's like, nope. Nope. Ev- just so happens every like thing they open is like, oh, there's some valuable shit here. Oh, there's 2K for this Elvis Presley bobblehead. Oh. <laughs> I'm waiting for they get so ridiculous that they open it. It's just a Lambo in there, like under a tarp, like an old dusty Lambo. I'm just waiting for that day. <laughs> I heard that because of that show, uh, like local, like those little uh, storage places. Now they'll just get all manner of assholes there, <laughs> like for, oh, yeah. for these auctions, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Come on, dude! Like, it's just it's, I think it's real. That's the thing." Yeah, the, the guy just like he stashed a bunch of bullshit here, and it, I don't know. Let me see. Nothing will ever, nothing will ever be pimp my ride though. Nope. <laughs> Who doesn't want a PS2 in their trunk? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite. Playing that, playing that Need for Speed Underground while you're trying to drive. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. You got that in your car. Oh. Have you ever looked up what happened to most of those people? Like, yeah, but, but, like a year, like most of those people, like the guy that got that whole DJ set, like two weeks later, it got stolen. Like everything oh. in the car just got stolen and gutted. Or they like yeah. some of them sold them on eBay and shit. The guy who got the bunch of PS2s because he was a gamer, he just took them all out and put them in his house. Like, <laughs> let's see. Pimp my ride. Oh, I'm X to the Z exhibit. After, let's X see. X to after, the Z. After. The what? best part of that show is when he goes to their house and he's just like ripping on their car. Yeah. Oh, no. The best yeah. part of their show was when they would drive the car in. And the, do you remember Big Dane? You know, he oh, was, yeah. <laughs> His reaction when he put both hands on his head every time. Was <laughs> every time. Yo, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What do you expect by now? Like, do you expect like a brand new Lamborghini to come into this shop when Exhibit drives it in? No, you're going to get some piece of shit. Don't be surprised by it. I, oh, man. I, like, they didn't do anything to like the insides of the car or like the. Yeah, they did. Or not the. In, like the. Uh, what oh, I mean, the like, engine, you the mean? The engine, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just left the yeah, shitty engine. Yeah. Yeah, and like they probably didn't change batteries out either. So yeah, we're gonna add all these high end electronics and now your car probably is gonna run fourteen horsepower less. Well that's the thing, it's like it's hemorrhaging oil, but it's like fuck yeah, I got two PS threes in, in the back of PS twos. I'm gonna have to sell those to fucking fix this shit. <laughs> Pit my ride. What a what a terrible show. MTV had oh. some awful shows and that's nothing like that's not surprising but they really did I, I remember that era of mtv sunday night shows because me and my friends would get together and play um poker and have those on in the background and yeah do you guys remember Viva La Bam, baby do you remember uh, uh, that, that's not a shitty show that was yeah that was that was uh, a good shitty show yeah <laughs> what about next I was gonna say oh, that. Man, next is so, oh gosh, so shallow these these days. That would never fly. I know. I know. You you knew the one per the one guy or girl that as soon as they stepped off was going to get a next. Like, you know, they put a bunch <laughs> of tens on there, and then you, the the five comes out, and oh, next. Like, golly, man, that's so asshole. I can't even get a date on a dating show. <laughs> like, best best moment best moment on next is. This right here. Oh my gosh, than a speeding bullet. I'm back. Charity, you're next. 
So she's like a short little Asian chick. Are you interested in jock boys? Oh yeah, yeah. I love jocks. Good for you. That's what you gotta get. And then like she like falls off the bus, like falls down the stairs. Falls down the stairs and she's like waving at him. He's just like next. <laughs> you know. Show you're okay. Next. Is there? Do you guys have a show that you like? You just love watching clips of of like YouTube or something like that, like a guilty pleasure. Jersey Shore. Really? Yeah. That show makes me fucking die laughing because it's so stupid. Like that. I definitely have watched clips from that show and just cried because it, it's just so fucking dumb. <laughs> I've I've never I never got into Jersey Shore. I never did either. I just like watching like the bullshit from that show. Loot Crate! What's up, everybody? It's time to tell you about Loot Crate. If you go to lootcrate.com slash shark and enter the promo code shark, you can save yourself 15% on your first Loot Crate subscription. So Loot Crate is a monthly subscription service. They send you a lot of little cool toys and gadgets and what they call epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. Um, in May, apparently, they have um, some exclusive items from Marvel's The Avengers, Dragon Ball Z, and Warcraft, the Warcraft movie. There's something for your kitchen. There's like a little something for you to wear. Uh, T-shirt pins. So if you go to lootcrate.com shark and you enter the promo code shark, you can save yourself 15% on your first Loot Crate subscription. Uh, it'll help us out a little bit, and it helps you out if you like that kind of stuff. If you've been thinking about pulling the trigger on a Loot Crate, uh, they have themes every different month, and you have until the 19th of each month at 9 p.m. Pacific time to get that month's crate, and after that, it's done. So it's kind of exclusive in that way, and it's, it's really cool. Robert and I actually got our hands on one, and we're able to check it out. So make sure you go to lootcrate.com slash shark and enter the promo code shark. Save yourself 15%. You win. We win. Everybody wins. Loot Crate. What about you, Kyle? You know, I was actually just before the podcast, I was looking up clips of Robot Chicken. Okay. That's not a guilty pleasure. That's, I guess, I not a guilty think. pleasure. I, like, guilty pleasure-wise? Like a bat, like a show that, like, everybody hates that you, like, actually kind of enjoy. I can't, I can't think of one right now. What's yours, Derek? Okay. <laughs> this is going to sound horrible but man there are days when i just cannot stop watching clips of beyond scared straight god that's a good show beyond scared straight oh when they yell at the kids in the prison like this is what it's really like yeah, yeah. you know pick up that peanut butter sandwich i'm gonna eat your soul like there's one and i feel so bad laughing at it but it's like they grab this this little kid and this inmate can pretty much pick him up without even a strain of any part that. of his body. And they make him peel an orange and he couldn't, and he's kind of freaking out. And, and then he's like trying to do push-ups, and the guard's like, I didn't tell you to do push-ups. And the inmate's like, I'll do the push-ups, peel that orange, bitch. And it's, it's, God, how it's, fucked up is our prison system that this is a show? It's so, it's so fucked up. Those, it's so bad. It's like, it's, it's, don't don't go to prison or we'll fuck you up this bad. Like who what did that look what does that what does that say about us as a country when like our prison system is like we'll fuck you up so bad. God damn. But it's that show is just so 
funny thing, and especially like the kids like that come in thinking like oh man this ain't gonna be shit man <laughs> and they start shit with the inmates and then when people get in their face they start losing it have you seen the clip of the girl that actually punched the guard yes you won't hit me and she just fucking swings at the guard and the guard was quick and got out of the way and yeah wait the I kid mean, punched the officer yeah, yeah man oh here it she, is and they were like why would you do that like she's like she told me to no, she didn't get thrown in jail for that. Uh, well, Drugs, they, she would have. Yeah, she would have if it wasn't like. She's like running in place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she tries to punch her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> what is what is what's happening? Uh, the, the one of the best clips from Beyond Scared Straight is. They, these kids, they would put them in a room. You know, some of them were like a 24-hour visit. So these kids are trying to sleep. And they kept waking them up a couple hours every night in the night. And finally, they woke this one kid up. And, like, they turned to his face. He has slobber all down his face. And oh, shit. you know that point when you wake up, like when you're woken up abruptly and you have no idea where you are? Yeah. Like, that that was this kid. He's like, <laughs> the guardian <laughs> looks at the camera and says, Man, he was sleeping good too, wasn't he? <laughs> like, jeez. But there, that's my that's my guilty. All right, pleasure I, I just show. thought of mine. I just thought of my guilty pleasure show, and it's definitely it. it's Bar Rescue. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I love Bar Rescue. Dude, that is the that we I do not miss an episode of Bar Rescue. I, that it's is so good. I did. We have it DVR'd. Like it's on the schedule to get recorded every week because John Taffer is the fucking man, dude. We have. I a, cannot save this place. Yeah, we I have just, a drinking I game. Cannot. Anytime, anytime he can't save a place. Anytime he shuts the bar down. Anytime you see him wearing a hat like during the construction. Uh, anytime that you that he mentions a butt funnel. Uh, anytime that he talks about like his experience <laughs> as in a restaurant, like you. T- <laughs> I love that shit. Oh. Me and my wife, we always laugh when he does a bar close. Like, oh, he's going to bring in the butt funnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, he's about to shut it down. It's, it's just... Oh, he's about to bring it. You know, that you know that one episode where he walked out of a rescue, I thought was actually, you know, I'm glad he did that episode because. What was know, that? What was, what show was that? Uh, forget the name of the bar, but it turns out like the owner had slapped one of the employees across the face and told the security security guard, like, I'll give you a raise if you throw this guy through the windshield of a car or something like that. Yeah. Jesus. Jeez. Yeah. It it was, it was, it was a crazy episode to see him walk out of a bar. Well, for, for as ridiculous and for as like, it's obviously staged. A lot of that show is the success rate is actually pretty good. Like when you look, it's they actually, a lot of those places just, they stay open. Um, I went to me and my wife for our anniversary uh, last month we went to Austin, Texas, and we didn't get to go in because my wife is um, pregnant, so we can't really go into a bar. Which one did you did you try to, the the Brixton? Yeah, we drove past the Brixton. Oh, I wanted to go there so bad. Did you go? Oh, you've been to Austin? Yeah, I've been to Austin. We wanted to go to the Brixton, but uh, it was it was just a little too out of the way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but he, we drove past and got a picture. I thought it was pretty cool. That's cool. Is he the American Gordon Ramsay? For sure, for yeah. sure. But but you know, it, I don't know. I, I like Taffer. You know, there's he knows how to get results out of people. I you like, like Ramsey. Oh, definitely. I, you know, I've never really watched anything with Ramsey. You should watch Kids Nightmares. It's on Netflix. Well, here's the just thing: just to watch him yell at people. Like the the American Ramsey, like the like what you see in America, 
is a lot different from oh, the, yeah. from the British one. The British one, he actually goes in there, he tries to help him. He, you know, he actually has like conversations with him and says, "Hey, this is soft spoken." Yeah, he's very soft spoken, but in America he's like, "This is bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> it's rotten. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Kitchen Nightmares. Actually, that's that's why I love Bar Rescue too, because I like yeah. those kind of like Cinderella stories. Yeah, yeah. and plus, like you know, I really want to try to make some of the drinks they make in Bar Rescue. But yeah, is it, is it a Cinderella story or just pure incompetence? I think no. I think a lot of it's staged. Like especially for Bar Rescue, some of the places that he tries to rescue, like they're just dive bars and just let them be dive bars. But he tries to make them into like these these uh hip fancy bars yeah ha- fancy bars and like nah they're just it's just a dive bar like that's all well, it is here's one thing that's inter- always interests me in bar rescue like they ask john taff apparently you know supposedly they ask him to come in and help with their bar and then when he gets there and tells them all the shit they're doing wrong like oh man fuck you blah 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 you don't know what you're talking about like they argue with them even though yeah they gotta technically- they gotta ham it up yeah, yeah. They got it's kayfabe. They got to kayfabe it up. Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. That's that's all bar rescue is just kayfabe with bars. Exactly. <laughs> you know what shows got a lot of shit these days from a lot of the families that it helped is is a extreme makeover home edition. Yeah, that that show is. It's yeah. I used to watch it and like almost want to cry, but yeah, nah, tear, like, I call it the tearjerker. Yeah. Uh, like i always but i always used to think like how can you build a house in a week and it not be a piece of shit on the inside yeah i like it's made out of like the cheapest shit probably that's what it looks like like, yeah it's like chinese drywall everywhere and just like it's it's um I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard like the stories from that show like or heard any like what like the aftermath of that but like well, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything <laughs> like it seems like it's all very quickly made cutting a lot of corners yeah. kind of thing Yeah well it you know it also depends on how many people you have involved like we built our house that we live in now and it's actually a pretty incredible process to watch it as it gets built you know one day we had a concrete slab and I'm not joking the next day we drove past it and all the wood framing was up in a day. Holy God. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's, it's incredible to see the, the whole process. Wow. And then I think I just thought of one again. Uh, what was it? Oh, so like, I've you ever watched Teen Mom? Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've seen. Unfortunately, I have. I've seen a lot of episodes of Teen Mom, and I can't tell you what the fuck is ever happening in any of those <laughs> shows. Like, I have no idea. Like, it's always like they're always they're always some kind of like blown out sort of ridiculous arguments. I don't know the care. It's I I can't tell you anything that's happened, and I've watched too many of those things. Did you ever watch Two a Days on MTV? I did. The who about the Hoover football team? Yep. Yeah. Like briefly. And for you Florida guys, you'll know you really like it. That the first experience we had at Tim Tebow was him playing and losing to Hoover on that show. Wait, really? Yep. Yeah, he played for Nice no High way. School. Yeah, he was. Uh, you know what happened with that coach, right? The Hoover coach. Uh, uh-uh, what happened? He got like outed for having an affair and stuff like that, and like fired and all kinds of stuff. Like he, his career like went down the tubes. Hmm. Yeah, and he was there forever. Like I don't know, like twenty something years or something. Yeah, that was an awesome. I, I really did enjoy the first season of that show. I did too. It was actually pretty entertaining for oh, someone nice that thing. never considered playing high school football ever. <laughs> yeah played high school football is nothing like that for me but no I played, 
dude, let me tell you how shitty our the high school team I was we played on. I didn't win a high school game until my junior year of high school. Oh God, that's awful. Oh, dude. And then that that junior year we won we won one game, and then my senior year we won our first two games. We're like, motherfucker, we're here. It's <laughs> happening. And then didn't win a wrestling game. Another game. <laughs> I got my swagger back. Oh, Come fuck with the Bolton Wildcats, and then like you know, three games of fifty-five to seven later, like fuck. What did you? I went to a, I went to a high school powerhouse playing high school in Florida for football. They they won like three championships while I was in school there, and just I would watch their practices, and it looked like like a boot camp for like the Marines. It just looked awful, and looked like nobody was having any kind of fun. Yeah, but yeah, like their games, don't they look like professional? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So you either go to a school that doesn't win any games, but you probably have more fun in practice, or you go to a school where you hate practice but win a lot of games. Well, we had we had moments. There were times when, like, you know, when coaches just got real pissed, and we would do cardio or something, running all practice long and not hit, and that was horrible. But then we had practices like in the rain, and we had this one kid who was, I don't know, I guess he's just kind of stupid. Um, but we were all sneaking water breaks and our coach yells out, all right, who's fucking thirsty? And the kid, I, I, I guess he thought coach was seriously asking and he, and he actually raised his hand and coach made him do about 15 up downs in a puddle. Oh, you know what an up down is? Yeah, I, I do. Ugh. Yeah, I do. There the one practice coach. Um, we messed up on a kickoff. We we're practicing. Yeah. We were practicing kickoff. We messed up, and he's like, all right, if you guys mess up on this one, you're going to do 100 straight up downs, and we messed up. <laughs> oh, man. We 100 straight up downs, and it was the worst thing mm-hmm. ever. Kyle, did you play football? I never played football, no. A lot of people ask me. As, I never did. As big of a dude as you are. I know. Yeah. In high school, I was huge, and like people asked me, like, why aren't you playing football, man? I was like, I don't know. I, played, I did wrestling for like a second, and that's oh, it. Man. I know. I should have played football. No, dude. You should have stuck with wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I should have. I, I I wrestled four years in high school, um, and that was I w- I can easily say that was the best shape of my life I'd ever been in. Yeah, no, it'll get you in shape. I couldn't yeah, take dude. it. I couldn't take the, the the I was I was I was a fat like uh, lethargic kid or what is that? Uh, you know, I was just I was just a big fat kid, and like so the first day of conditioning, I was like, oh, and then, like my <laughs> legs were so fucking yeah. sore. The next day, I didn't go to practice, and then after that, like it's just like a it compounded. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm like, I'm not going back. I should have right, done yeah. it. I'm, I've got like, I know I'm keep probably making this episode go on, but I've got a great wrestling story for him. I think it was one, one of my first or second matches. Um, we were going to wrestle a school named Raleigh, Egypt high school here in Memphis and get in the locker room, away in, check in. And then everybody I hear one of my friends, Hey Derek, come out and see who you're wrestling. And I walk out and I turn my head and I'm basically staring at the chest of this big black dude. And I look oh, no. up and I'm like, man, I don't want to wrestle anymore. Some... <laughs> well, let me tell you who that guy ended up being. Um, Mark he Henry, being... sexual chocolate. No, no. He actually, um, you guys seen the movie The A Team? Yeah. I re- it was Quentin Rampage Jackson. Rent what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I can see why that you were like, I don't want to wrestle anymore. <laughs> Dude, this guy had a tattoo in his arm. He did it himself that said Rampage down it. Oh, my uh, God. That guy makes a living on caving dudes' heads in. Yeah, dude. And But, you know, I'll say this to his credit. Um, when I wrestled him, I, I, he knew. He knew. Like, this, I'm going to kill this guy. But we got on the mat. Uh, he shook my hand. And when he took me down to the mat, 
I envisioned it was like a mother putting a crying baby to bed to where I was just kind of withering around, but there's nothing I could do. <laughs> and he just kind of laid me down soft and he pinned me and we got up and got off the mat and he didn't yep. rub my face in anything. Or... Please don't kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Look... <laughs> yeah. And then he put his chain back around his neck and walked back to his bench. Have you seen him just destroy that door in the ultimate fighter? Yes. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. He just like, just fucking like kicks his foot right through it. It was a flimsy door, but still like Jesus. That door has taken out, been taken out by multiple people. God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine this guy coming in like off screen, like God, fucking damn it, got to put like, up another door. Man, yeah. <laughs> fourth one this week. Son yeah, bitch. Do you feel like you cheated death, knowing that like that guy, like knowing you stood toe to toe with that guy at some point? I don't think you he was going to kill him. I feel like I, I would be scared shitless. I mean, I but, didn't think he would kill me because yeah, I guess you don't know who he was at that point. Right, but I, I had a feeling like this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was funny. We were walking across the mat, and he, when we walked, you know, he, we crossed paths, and he kind of gave me a little pat on the stomach, <laughs> like that little patronizing pat, like, how you doing there, buddy? Tap, tap, and yeah. I looked over in one of our heavyweights, and he just looked at me and laughed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's my claim to fame. I got to wrestle Quentin Jan- Rampage. Jackson. I'm watching the, the footage of him just tearing that door apart. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nothing he, his first punch just immediately goes through the door like not, yeah not even like you know how a lot of people like they'll they'll punch something and they'll they'll make the dent and then they'll punch through it his first yeah. punch and it, straight through the fucking door that was a good season of that show too <laughs> from what i remember oh my god rashad evans was the other coach right i forget i, I just know that they're, they're, the they're fuck? gonna have a fight he he fucked that door up dude yeah, he like rips it. He just rips it, looks, it in half. Yeah, he rips he it off. Door, it, yeah, it makes it like what did they put like a cardboard door in there or something? Just like no, I'm just what I'm saying. I think it was a flimsy fucking door. No, I've yeah, seen think, those kind of but, doors before. Like I like it's that's a legit door. I mean, that's <laughs> he fucked that up. You know, that's like the that's like the discount special at Home Depot, but it's definitely like a legit door. <laughs> hey, we got these doors in clearance. Uh, Dana White, you need any doors over here? Yeah, it's fucking cardboard and shit, man. <laughs> It does look like it does literally look like cardboard. I wonder if that I wonder if that was staged. More likely, like when he when that he, reminds me of a American Chopper when they would they just break doors constantly, like when they would argue with each other. You remember that show on Discovery Channel? <laughs> what was it? What <laughs> American? You don't remember Chopper. that show? Oh, they would break doors. American Chopper break doors. I know. What you, I now know what you're talking about. Yeah, the the father and son that would constantly get into arguments and their whole like argument ended up leading to them just breaking shit in the office that was replaced in, like, the very next scene. Oh, shit. Hank Conger just hit a fucking three-run home run. Hank Conger. What the fuck? Lord. What is happening? You play the, the word of the Bay music. They're showing a dude on they're showing a dude on the uh on the on the TV. He's got his hands on his head. He's like, what? What did I just see? <laughs> Hank, <laughs> Hank Conger with a three-run shot. Remodeling the OCC way. Let's see. Oh, the the best part of like uh, of that Quentin Rampage breaking the doors. Dana White's even like, yeah, that shows the quality of our fucking doors here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into American Choppers though. I did uh, solely for the fact, and it had nothing to do with the bike building because I actually liked that family. I thought they were pretty funny. Hank Conger going yard? Are you so kidding funny. me? <laughs> got a, got a, I got a tweet. Ah, fuck it, I won't tweet. That's another TV channel that's changed a lot is Discovery Channel. Yeah, Discovery used to be all about like nature and shit. Now it's just like, yeah. hey, check out our reality shows. 
I haven't watched Animal Planet since Steve Irwin died. R.I.P. Irwin. Yeah. Rest in pieces. He was that fucking you know, channel. Go ahead, Derek. I've, I've recently realized, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't watch the Comedy Central channel anymore. There's really no reason to. South no. Park. Everything's online. KMP yeah. back in the I day. I haven't watched South Park in ages. I, their last season, I like. I watched a couple, of, like uh, the first couple episodes, where like they attacked all the PC stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to watch the rest of it. It it started out funny. I liked it. It seemed it, it kind of seemed like they're starting to maybe lose it a little. Really, you think maybe, so? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think eventually they're gonna have to like say like, you can make fun of things forever, but when are you gonna hit that wall? Where you can't keep making it, putting a unique spin on it, I guess. I thought that their the season before that, like their that was that was a great season. That's when they had like the Washington Redskins uh, franchise, where like the I'm talking about very recently from this uh, last season. Yeah, no, that was funny as hell. But like, it just kind of felt like maybe it's fallen off a little. It could maybe be it could be an off bit. year for them. Yeah, that too. Yeah, because it always be network. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. It always seems like you would see like something of theirs go viral or something, or like you'd see like their their stuff around. I just watched the movie the other day, bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> great movie. Yeah, a great movie. Um, the WWE Network now has a show that is made by Seth Green, hmm. and and it's it's called Camp WWE, and basically uh, it's a camp run by Vince McMahon where all the, all the wrestlers are kids. So there's like kid versions of John Cena, Mark Henry, Bray Wyatt, you know, all the divas or women's wrestler, uh, Mark Henry. Like, and it's so much, it's so funny because they play like caricatures of themselves. Like Mark Henry is an eight year old kid, but yet he's bald and has a, a full grown beard. Uh, Vince McMahon, like if you, if you ever go to, if you look up like crazy Vince McMahon stories, you'll come to a Reddit thread that'll tell you some, just some crazy stories that let you inside of the head of Vince, Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon voices his own character on this show and he's kind of parodying himself as to what the internet thinks that he is so like the first episode Vince McMahon asks like what the gossip among camp is and he's like you know what instead of listening to you I'm going to drown you out by listening to famous explosions and he puts on his headphone and he's listening to explosions he's like oh the Hindenburg oh the humanity and like in the internet's eyes we could literally see Vince McMahon in his office just listening and enjoying listening to famous explosions. I'm watching a clip of it right now, and like they show, they show Vince McMahon walking, and the walk that he does is like that he walk does. out of the fucking like that where his arms are all like. <laughs> <laughs> what clip is it? Um, Stone Cold. Uh, it's I literally Googled Camp WWE, and it's the first uh, one. Stone Cold Steve Austin drives Mr. McMahon to quit WWE. Oh yeah, like, that was the most recent episode, and it's it was so funny because like. Part one of the things he does was do you now, Kyle? You said you watched an in, in, uh, attitude era. Do you remember the beer bath? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching. I'm that's the that's the clip. <laughs> it looks just like when he did it, yeah, all those years ago. And like Vince McMahon swimming in it and stuff, but you know, he Vince McMahon in it, like in the I think in the first or it was the second episode, they open up the door to his camp. And like the first thing about his cabin at Camp WWE is it's always playing No Chance in Hell, his entrance music. <laughs> And then he also has a twirly slide in his house. And whenever he goes down it, he kind of, he, while he's going down, he goes, <laughs> and then he hits the bottom. And he goes, ah, and it, it, it just adds to the crazy internet rumblings that is Vince McMahon crazy. And, you know, he's totally crazy. 
Oh yeah, let me pull up some of these Vince crazy Vince stories. That's funny. I love how I love his they they replicate they replicate Vince's like famous walk. Did someone else just go yard? Oh no, long home run. <laughs> what do you think okay. of a Shane O'Mac jumping off the the cage? I saw that clip. You know, we we talked about that on the show, and that Hell in a Cell match was very. Uh, underwhelming and we knew at some point shane was going to fall off something crazy and overall it was a cool moment but it wasn't a great match okay uh here's a crazy vince story vince hates sneezing when someone sneezes he yells at them and tells them to control themselves on the rare occasion vince sneezes he angrily mutters to himself and loses focuses for a few minutes (laughs) is that true Uh, let's see yeah that's these that was a true story no um no 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 that's that was paul Heyman was I told that story on Chris Jericho's podcast. Let me see. There's one that's really funny. Here we go. Vince was hesitant to hire Gail Kim, who was an Asian women's wrestler, due to her being Asian. Jim Ross convinced him not only because of her in-ring talent, but the fact that many men are attracted to Asian women and that there are even lots of Asian porn sites on the Internet. This apparently shocked the hell out of Vince, who had no idea Asian porn sites existed. I thought you were going to say that I had no idea that Asian existed. Well, that wouldn't surprise me either, to be quite honest. Yeah, really, because there's no Asians in there. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, there is a guy named Shinsuke Nakamura, but he and he's in NXT and he's badass. And Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Well, actually, they brought, was, a, they brought a Hispanic was... to do all the ninja moves in Rey Mysterio. <laughs> well, it, um, uh, Yokozuna is actually Samoan. Oh, really? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He loves him Samoan. Okay, here's a, here's what here's another great Vince story, and I'll, I won't tell any more after this one. Yeah, we'll we'll end on this. Uh, Jay, Jim Ross once farted in a car with Gerald Briscoe, which made Briscoe start gagging and throwing up. Vince heard about that, so backstage at Raw one night, he tried to fart and make Briscoe puke. It backfired, and Vince shit his pants. <laughs> oh, he didn't go out to the ring and do a promo. JR said that all the production people in the headphones told him about it, and they had to. Instru- they were instructed to keep the camera shots above Vince's waistline for the entire promo. Oh Jesus like, Christ! I imagine Vince, like you know, walking over to Briscoe, doing his all little arm thing, and like, "Hey, Gerald! Oh shit! No, what the- <laughs> he can't do his strut to the ring if he's got shit in his he pants. Shit his pants. <laughs> what is happening? How is that uh, fucking real life? I miss Jim Ross. Yeah. Uh, well, Jim Ross does a, uh, a great wrestling podcast. I heard that. I did. And he does. I, I, I only listen about to Stone Cold's. Stone Cold's, does, Stone Cold's is good. I like Jim Ross's because he gets a lot of the older stars. And, um, you know, I like hearing the old stories from the old guys, you know, about traveling yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Let's, I gotta, we got to end this one. Okay. All right. I got right. to sp- split. <clears throat> no, that's fine. I don't care. You can talk whatever you can. You, we, you can come on. We'll do a whole one about wrestling. Sweet. That's a. That's how I feel. All right. So if you want to check out Derek's podcast, uh, it's the Oversell Podcast. It's on the Shark Chopper Network. Where else can they find it, Derek? Oversellpodcast.com, dot com, Facebook dot com slash Oversell Podcast, and Oversell Podcast on Twitter. Ooh. And if you want to hear Anthony, check him out on Word of the Bay. That's that's my podcast that I do with Nick. So. Uh, you can hear Anthony there uh, every week, as well as Derek every week. So, um, yeah, that's that. Let's uh, let's call that one a podcast. What do you say, guys? I'm good with that. Okay. Uh, hey, and thank you so much, Kyle. We're really excited to be a part of Shark Dropper Network, and you know, I I I, I get to be on the same network as the 
some of those fictional podcasts you guys do, like Doppel Avenue Hurt, which mm-hmm. I love. Fuck yeah, man. We're happy to have yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for bringing me on as the Word of the Bay host. Yeah, we're happy it's, to have you guys. Be, it's been a lot of fun so far. I'm it, sure it's going to stay that way. We're going to have a lot of fun together, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. So, yeah. Yep. Hey, next week, heartbreaking moments. Come to hear us cry. Oh, that's true. Yeah, actually, that'll be, by the time this is out, that'll be last week, so... Oh, true. Check that out. Check that out on more of the Bay. The top five most heartbreaking moments in Tampa sports or in sports in general. Hey, and next week we're working on the top five greatest wrestlers of all time, too. Top five greatest wrestlers. So uh, you can hear Anthony and Derek on both of those podcasts. I got my top five. Hurricane, 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 <laughs> hurricane, and hurricane. And RVD. And, and X-Pac yep. and blackface. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hurricane. I forgot about that fucking guy. Stop. There's a hurricane coming through. Oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, let's get. We gotta get out of here. I'll, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys uh, can uh, outro yourselves. So that was Shark Dropper for this week. I am Kyle. I'm Anthony. Woo! I'm Derek. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Five seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. The 
following podcast is a Sharp Dropper Studios production.